Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my God! Trip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, uh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. The first period starts. Right now. One and all to a quick turnaround show, episode 41. Draft Hangover, High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast, HSSKPod.com, your home for the perfect blend of hockey and professional wrestling with your pals, Rob and Dave. Hello, Sleepy. Hello. Something about rainy weather just makes me want to go back to sleep. We have to. We have to keep this longest episodic hockey and wrestling podcast going. We're going to do it. We're going to push through. We're going to make it. We're going to do it. Yeah. Who was yeah. that? Was, was that, is, is that Jimmy a Gary? Stewart. Jimmy oh, Stewart. I was going to uh, say, is that a Gary Bettman who's no, like really, really no. tired? No, no. <laughs> Hello, Vancouver. It's great <laughs> to see you. I'm always happy to come here. <laughs> I can do this as long as you can do it. Oh my god! The fact that he's just like playing around with the fans. Is Cheap just... heat. That's what I wrote. Yeah. He's no better than Mick Foley, right here. Hey, when I used to, when I used to do a podcast for wrestling known as Cheap Heat. That was back in the day. It was like a five episode thing before I quit. Um, <laughs> Cheap Heat. <laughs> it's exactly it's what he does the all the time. Him and his 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 little his, I don't know what you want to call it, he has I mean, his fucking sketchers <laughs> sketchers. <laughs> so the draft has come and gone, and apparently the first two picks were spot on by everybody. Yeah, those everybody. Were, those are pretty easy. Then came pick number three. <laughs> no, uh, Byron went third, right? No, he went fourth. Oh, to uh, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Rado? Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yeah, but yeah. I thought they would have taken Byram just because they needed a, you know, they need to start to replenish their defense. Yes. But I had listened to other podcasts and 31 Thoughts, Merrick, and is it Friedman? Mm Mm-hmm. And they made a good point. I guess that's why they're professionals and we're not. Uh, We're getting there. They made a good point in saying that, Chicago has drafted like young defensemen the last like three years, and now this is their kind of maturation mm-hmm. into the lineup. So if they had to draft another guy who wasn't gonna be there for a couple of years, so they needed and they need a center. I mean, after Taves, name me the center, Anisimov, Pavel Zaka, <laughs> the Chicago. Sure, for the, for the for what was it third pick they had. 
Was it? Yeah. Didn't they have a third? Yeah, sure. Pavel's looking for a third pick. Let's go. Yeah, I'm I, sure it, they're going to go for that. It's the GM right here, sitting in this seat, mm-hmm. right here. Would you set the settings on easy on EA? <laughs> easy. I fucking hacked that shit. Dude, super easy. So, come and gone. Obviously, Devils took Hughes. I think you and I are happy with that. I'm sure the, the Rangers will be happy with Kapu Kaka. Or it's, great, it's great for the, the area. It's, um, it's awesome for the area. Apparently for his social media saying, hey, this is a great city. Thanks. Woo. He had a lot of enthusiasm. Nice. I'm sure it's because he was fucking dead-ass tired. He also looks like one of the He looks like uh, one of the guys from the Mighty Ducks on Team Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes well worth it. Uh, and now, uh, obviously, everything settled down. Uh, Devil's social media put out a little thing of, of their uh, GM. Um, Gordon saying, with the number two pick, we select. And then the rock breaking goes, it doesn't matter what your name is. And apparently Ranger fans are getting salty already. And I sit there and go, this is probably what's best for business in this area. Absolutely, you've, for hockey. You've just revig- reinvigorated. A rivalry that didn't mean shit because both teams were horrible the last, what, two years. Since 2012, neither team has done... Well, 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 the Rangers, Rangers went to the, the finals against the Kings and lost, just like us. So, but still, you, you've now pumped it, and and I mean, we'll get into it. Trade for Subban, it's another big thing. So, Truba and Subban, Kapukaka and 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 Hughes, we're going like one for one. <laughs> so, whatever the Rangers' moves are going to be next, ours is next. So, if they try to dump Shattenkirk, I mean, we, we might go for dumping Green. I don't know. I don't think we Green's done it this year, right? Or is it next year? I. I think this year is. I think this year. Easy so, to tell. So for us, um, I don't know. How did we do on a draft? I, I can't. There's just so much buzz and, and loudness from picking the number one pick that it. Trading away that first pick in the second round for Subban, considering that we were taking on a full amount of salary back, I think we could have dumped the other pick that we had, like that middle of the three picks in the second round. Which or throwing a player, who knows? But I, I, I wanted that second pick. I just really wanted that Vlas, Vlasic kid to go with Pickles to be, you know. Yeah, to actually be. Yeah, he's done after this year. He's gone this year. After his five million, Sammy Vatnin's four point eight is gone. Yeah, unless so. The only him, defenseman we have signed after this year is. The aforementioned P.K. Subban. Cool. And, can, he, can he play all six spots? And, and Damon Severson. <laughs> can they play bo- all six spots? The only forwards we have signed past this year are Travis Zajac, 5.7. But just for one more year, right? Ne- this coming year and another and, year. Yeah. Uh, Paul Kyle Palmieri. Wood. Miles Wood. Blake Holman. Everybody else. Next year, we only have if a year from now, if we don't resign Hall or whatever. Um, next year, we will have only f- spent fourteen million dollars <laughs> on forwards and thirteen million dollars on defense. And and you and you yell at me because you you six million dollars on goals, goalie. And, so and, that's. Thirty-three million. We will have of eighty something. We will have almost fifty million dollars. And you yell at me because you don't want to sign Mitch Marner to an offer sheet for four first-round picks. No, with that much cash. All right, let's all right. Let's just say Marner gets ten, 
Ten and a half, whatever. Ten and a half for five years. You give Hall ten and a half, right? So there's 21 million. Okay, so now we're down to what? Now we're down to 30 million? Right, 21 million. So now, yep. Okay. 20 million to fill out. You still have to sign Heischer because he's a restricted. Let's give him five. Brett. Four. And whoever else is on our lineup that doesn't that we're gonna fill in. You have kids left, right? Yeah, we would have who else is signed rookie wise. Boquist will be signed past that. McLeod will be signed. Zetterlin, Maltzef, Studic, Bastion, Gigantic, is that his name? Gigantic. Ty Smith. Ty Smith, we forgot about Ty Smith. So, yeah, we have cash. Yeah, we're going to have cash, but it's just... it's qual- Is it quality over quantity? <laughs> I just really wish we didn't give up that second. I would feel a lot better if we offered Marner, like I said. we The AAV came out to be 9.5, where now we're only giving up a first, a second, and a third, and a fourth. I would feel a lot better about that mm-hmm. than the four first-round picks. Do you think, in in your armchair guessing, with everything that, that Shira has said publicly, um, every move that we've made so far, which is, what, only two of them. Um, Three. They got that other kid for future considerations. Mm. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, but still. Well, that's another kid that you can put on the if you, if you squeeze him out. Do you think he offers sheets somebody, or does he just simply go, I just rather trade? I'm on the fence. I'm, I'm on the side of the fence where obviously you have the first round pick, and you had the first round pick, or the first pick overall a couple of years ago. You have two of them now. You traded for PK Subban. Talent, whatever. It's just you traded for PK Subban. Two first round picks. You have Hall kind of in the palm of your hand going, Where are you going to go? So let's just play on the side of happiness you sign him <clears throat> he it's the rebuild's over yeah you, if we don't make the playoffs this year it, it, i would say if you keep hall and we don't and the devils don't make the playoffs this year i'd say it's a disappointment absolute disappointment so you're 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 done with that you are now and I, and i'll put a little bit more pressure on that team and and it i don't just want a first round matchup and a loss i go to the second round but I, I mean, I re, at this point in the NHL, it doesn't matter as long as you're in the playoffs. I mean, you saw Tampa Bay get swept. You saw the Islanders sweep the Penguins. So it really doesn't matter. It's just how you go into playing in the playoffs. In, the playoffs. And two years ago when the Devils went into playing Tampa Bay in the playoffs, we were fighting for the playoffs for playoffs. a month. Yeah. So by the time we actually got ready to play them, I mean, and they were a good team, same team they have this year. You, we were exhausted. We you were dead. Lost some steam, yeah. But you, at least you gained that experience. But to me, as a fan, as a season ticket holder, this is a playoff or bust season. If you don't make the playoffs, honestly, honestly, you'd look at Ray and yeah, you go, "What the hell?" I think you 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 look at. Heinz first. First, yes, and you give you give Shiro and whoever he hires. But I mean, right now we only have of fifty contracts that you're allowed. 
We only have 32. Our roster, we only have 15 signed roster players. Like, that's players that could play AHL Mm -hmm. or NHL. So, with that, for spots that he filled, I mean, if you look at what we drafted this year, um, Sans Hughes, that's the, um, who is it? You turn the 55th pick into Nashville, and then you went at pick 82 for Mike Voyacek. He's supposed to be what, like a shutdown defenseman, mm-hmm. Mikey, which is nice. We need that. Uh, at 118, it was Case McCarthy, and everyone is saying that Case McCarthy is not a reach, but it's a. it can go either way. There's no real, you know, you get what you get with him. And there's no, like, superstardom kind of thing with it. Uh, you have a super skilled winger. Um Oof, tough name. Arseny Gritsuck at 129? Sure. Gritsuck. <laughs> Good thing we didn't play in the South. Well, the next one's not any easier. Uh, Nikita Okoychuk? Okoyuk, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another defenseman of Daniil Misul at 70. A winger, Graham Clark. A flanker in Tice Thompson. People are saying... Um, good things about Thompson. And, and Patrick Moynihan. I think they were saying another pretty good one. And then Nicola Pasek. And Cole Brady, a goalie prospect, which continues Ray's late, late, late round goalie selection. Oh, you always got to take a goal. Goalies often develop much later. And if you go through, like if you go through the rosters of every NHL team, go on Cap Friendly, there's a plug. And you go and look at all of the goalies in the NHL, the starters. Mm-hmm. See where they were drafted. There's only like four of them that were drafted in the first round. Is 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 DiPietro one of them? No. Or is is his contract still one of them? <laughs> no, but like Mark Andre Fleury was drafted in the first round. Uh, I want to say Pekarene. Um, wasn't no, wasn't Vasilevsky? Yeah, but like if you look, goalies. Goal, there's a lot of goalies out there. Like as shitty as he was last year, the year before that, Kincaid Schultz got us into the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he was a free agent. Like he came out of college and didn't like. It's a lot easier for an NHL team to find a goalie, whether it be late in the draft or through free agency. It's just is that goalie going to uh, fit into the system? where they can be successful. I mean, I know I've said this before on our podcast, but like Brodeur in my mind, yes, Hall of Famer, but he's a little overrated in the sense that you put, you put Corey Schneider in on, that, on, that. The, on those teams and Corey Schneider's that. putting up the same amount of points. The difference between Corey Schneider and Marty Brodeur is Brodeur made every save he needed to make and some of the saves he shouldn't have. Where Corey Schneider makes most of the saves he's supposed to make and every blue moon where there's a lottery winner makes the save he shouldn't. The desperation save. Brodeur was big with the desperation save. If you go back and look at his highlights, it's all... Scorpion being one of them. Yeah, it's all desperation mm-hmm. saves. You got to see, and granted he was older and run down, but you got to see the real Brodeur 
In St. Louis? At the no, before we got rid of him, those last three or four years, mm-hmm. where you didn't have Scott Stevens, yes. you didn't have Scott Niedermeyer, you didn't have Danico and Brian Rafalski and Colin White, you know where. And then you throw an age, and you look at every shot that came from the blue line went high. I don't care if it was glove side, pad side, or paddle side, it went in. Like, yeah, he <clears throat> age kept age crept up really quick after the defense, his champ, his championship defense left. Yeah, and you could say the same thing about Lundqvist now. It's the same way for him. Age and inexperience in front of him. Mm-hmm. You're getting to see the real goalie. Some other news. Uh, our good boy there, Jack Hughes, decided to pick a number today. He picked 43, my favorite number, right? No. No. Well, he couldn't pick six. He six multiplied kind of... 43 by two, two, and he is number 86. 86. Such a weird fucking number. And then Corey Schneider came out. 86, that was the year I was born. And 86, then, I was seven years old. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're older than Corey. <laughs> Do you realize that Jack Hughes was born after 9-11? Yeah, I know. Like, somebody he was made, not physically alive. Yes, when that happened, yeah. So I think somebody made that comment. And it goes, for this point going forward, every kid that's drafted wasn't around then. <laughs> We've now like, pa- we've surpassed that point in history. Every probably every kid that was drafted this year, and probably last year, has not lived in a world where cell phones were not commonplace. That's very true. Holy shit! Kids we're fucking old. Kids popping out cell phones in their hands, going, "What's up?" Yeah, <laughs> their first selfie is in the womb. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think when people ask. Who's better? Is it, you know, they're going to do the whole Capo. I mean, of I think course. we won with the Nico fucking Nolan thing. Big yes. time. But uh, a lot of people are saying that straight out of the gate, Capo will be a better player. He's physically yeah. ready to play in the NHL. He's it's played top. against men. He's got a men. He's got a, a an adult build. You put him on top line or second line? Uh, I don't know. I mean. Would you would you at least start him second line, let him mature in the season, and then if if all no, else fails, he's got to be first line. He's got he's going to be all the glitz and glamour. <clears throat> but in the long run, Hughes is the better uh, yes player. I, and we've always had this conversation of Do you want to make your team better? Do you want to make your line better? I always want team better. I'm sure our marketing of, for our team is going to go through the roof now. Between. Well, you have you have your number one pick. You have now a number one flashy defenseman in PK Subban. I know you weren't so happy with it, but I was doing the fucking dance as soon as yeah, uh, Wojnowski or whatever his name is. Um, no, not Wojnowski. Greg uh, Wisniewski. Was Wish whatever. Whatever. Um, that guy, the formerly of the Yahoo, now ESPN. I, he just, it was just a really simple like tweet that came out. It goes Subban to, to Devils, and I literally I literally replied. I go. And just like um, our GM, Ray Shiro, said, don't fucking play with me like that. <laughs> and the next thing you know, boom, my hockey timeline flooded. I said, holy shit. I scared all three of my cats. And then I looked for what we gave up, and I said, holy shit again. I was cutting the, my grass. The oh. And I got, I wasn't looking at my phone, and I got. That's where you need the Apple Watch. Text from you. 
<laughs> my father-in-law texting me, who's this black guy you guys just traded for? <laughs> Did you know exactly what happened if, yeah. if you read that one first? My brother-in-law it was like, Suban, question mark, question mark, question mark. I was like, fuck. Now, <clears throat> let's just take it for face value, okay? You get P.K. Subban for Nothing. San- Steve Santini, fine. New place, let him whatever. He's he's not going to play there either. But um, A 2019 second round pick, which was fine, but it was our first pick in the second round, which was 53 or whatever. 30, so, 34, 33. Um. So that kind of irked me a little bit. I didn't want to go that high, considering that we took back all, you know, nine mil a year. Um, well, that's for, why we got him for nothing. Because we because took a full. We didn't request that you take it. Some of the money, and then we a, took it all. And then it's like a, a 20... fucking porn script. <laughs> take the money, and I'll take it all. I'm not taking a discount. Oof. Um, and then a 2020 second round pick, which. Depending how the season comes out, it could be a great thing or it could be a really shitty one. No, because you know what? They f- they flipped that. Oh, no. They, they flipped this year's pick to fucking the Flyers. The Predators did. They took our pay. Predators took the pick for. That we gave them the yeah, 34th. And, and flipped they, them to the fucking Flyers. So they could take Bobby or Brink. Is that his name? Yep. His dad named him Bobby, Bobby or Brink. Nice. And I think he has like a brother. That's named something uh, Richard that. Maurice Brink, like oh. for like Maurice, Maurice Richard. Yeah. Um. So in the end, who won that trade? On paper, us. I mean, you get a superstar we both for won. nothing. We both won. They're going to get the cap space. They got rid of nine million dollars, so now they're going to go out and sign. There's already Duchesne. Yeah, there's already rumors that that's pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. Right. They're going to go sign Duchesne, uh, who lives in Nashville in the off season. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's not hard to go and cross the street. <laughs> Wake up, roll out of bed, roll on the rink. Yeah. Let's go. Um, but I don't have a prop. I I had at first I thought PK was. Nine million for this season and next, and it, and deep down I was like, I can live with that. But then I found out he's got another year. Yeah, three years worth, which the, is his what his tenure with with the team, three years. Yeah, no, I think he was a little bit longer. Montreal in Montreal. I I don't mind his his ability. Mm-hmm. I just I'm a little worried with our defensive coach. Nazardine, mm-hmm. is he going to play? Is he going to tell PK and pull back his reins, or is he going to go have fun and let him run wild? And now I have PK who's stuck in the offensive zone corner, and it's a three-on-one on fucking forty-year-old Andy Green. Do you, are you getting the feeling this is going to almost be like a Kovalchuk situation where it's? He does whatever the hell he wants, and then the team just watches. I don't. I, I don't feel that Hines is like that because he makes people accountable. We saw that this year with him sitting Hall. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I have, I have a feeling that it's going to start off great. I could see, you know, Hughes passing the PK and the one timer, and him doing his little knee thing and the bow and arrow shit and all that. But like the more and more I watch the game, I'm gonna be like, he's out of position, mm-hmm. 
or he's leaving his defensive partner out to dry. You know. So it goes to a topic that we've spoke about in the past. Do you think they pull the trigger and bring someone else in? Are an assistant coaches on a year by year basis? Mm. I mean, I don't think I don't think they're going to get. If it hasn't happened yet, they're not going to. Like it would have happened at the end of the season if they were going to let him go. And we missed the boat because Phil Housley, I believe, is becoming an assistant coach in Phoenix. Yeah, or something. Yeah, so a new, uh, one of the new newer head coaches got a, uh, got him reined in. Other news and notes from the draft. I felt bad for Cole Caulfield. Oh my god! And you even you even said it to me in, in text messages where it was. Get the camera off the kid. Every fucking pick that wasn't him, boom, right to him. Oh, they went right Stop. to him to see his route. Stop. It's, it's, it's TMZ reporting on TSN. It's that, let's see. I want to see his reaction. Is he going to put his hand? Like, I get when he put the camera on him when he gets drafted. Don't keep going back to him. You know, like when Detroit drafted that German kid, and that German kid just. Like, he put his hands in his face, and, like, kind of was like, holy shit. Like, did I really just get drafted? You know? And, like, you could see the genuine happiness. That's what you're trying to <laughs> did, catch. Didn't, like, when they called his name, didn't he go, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what you're trying to catch. You're not trying to catch a kid squirming in his seat, you know, seeing six other of his friends getting drafted. Like before the, him, like that kid um, Arthur. Why well, can't you say uh, Kaliev, who went to L.A. Um, <laughs> the look on his face, the lower in the draft that got the tens, the fifteens, the twenties, and they they kept going back to him. He had that. I I honestly thought that after the first round that he didn't get picked. There was going to be news that he fucking retired. He goes because he had that look on his face, like a, that that little you know. Well, that's spoiled kid look like I didn't get drafted. Well, fuck the NHL. Well, that's that Russian mentality, you know, like he's Russian. Yeah, that that name gave it away. But he was on the U.S. team. Oh, are, is he? Yeah. Oh, no, that shows you what I know. <laughs> yeah. You don't see too many, you know, <laughs> American Russians. Arthur's. <laughs> Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> but uh, it's I felt bad. I'm glad he went to Montreal. You know, he's. <laughs> Pierre made a joke, huh? He's gonna have to learn French now. <laughs> yeah, but the kid has such a great. Had such a. I was really hoping. I know you kept texting me like, "Do we trade up?" We didn't have anything that we could trade back into the first round. There was nothing we could give up. Not even that first second round pick. Sands a, a unless trade. We would have. We would have maybe if if Cole Caulfield dropped to like. 24 25 in the low 20, maybe yeah. but in the teens there was no way they're going to take a second round pick you just, know just to move back like and ray's not going to give up a first round pick next year because that first round pick is going to be a bargaining chip for a playoff run if if things if. don't happen. or it's going to be yeah for something the offer sheet pick <clears throat> um I, I think we all had sympathy <laughs> sympathy for uh, Mr. Krebs, who had uh, blew out his Achilles. Training, yeah. They made the kid walk down the stadium steps, walk all the way to the podium, 
walk up the freaking stairs. I shouldn't even say walk. Limped. He, he was walking like Kaiser fucking Sosa. In usual suspect. A little stiff-legged, huh? I, I, dude, just... <laughs> you know what? Let the contingent go up there. <laughs> just give him his jersey. Do whatever. And when he's done, walk up the stairs, get in the elevator, go wherever you need to to make your, your, your shots and all that kind of stuff. You want to talk about a guy that's going to have a big fucking chip on his shoulder. It's this guy, Krebs, because he was... That injury. He was a top five forward. And people were scared off, and Vegas took him at 17. He's going to have that, well, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as other news from the draft, I don't know why (laughs) Dallas did this. But they let Tom Garliardi, who's their (laughs) owner. First of all, he was wearing a Canadian tuxedo. He was wearing jeans like was, a t-shirt. He was wearing jeans. He had his. He was the stereotypical Texan that you would think. Like without, he had jeans on. He had his thumbs hand. tucked into his belt buckle. Like yeehaw, we're gonna make a pick. And you look at the stage; they're all fucking tuxedos and three-piece suits, and, and this freaking cowboy. So then they let him. God knows. I mean, he, maybe he's dying. <laughs> but they're. I mean, obviously he's dying. But. They're, oh my goodness! They they let him make their first selection, and the the kid's name was his name Thomas, Thomas Harley. Harley, and good old Tom goes with uh, Dallas. He doesn't even do the Dallas selects from no, he, the. He just goes really quick. Dallas takes Harley Thomas, and they showed the kid in the crowd, and the kid's like, "Is that me?" <laughs> And his, I don't know if it was his brother or his agent sitting next to him was like, yeah, that's you. I think that's you. And he, he, like, he didn't stand up with a smile. He didn't stand up like, like, woo, like hugging mom and dad. He stood up like. Fucked up my name. Like they, they really must care about me if they. But in the past, there has been a, a, a situation where this has kind of happened before. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, it's got to be what, 2003 or four. Philadelphia went up there. Bobby Clark with their first selection comes up to the podium, does the, you know, I want to congratulate, blah, blah, blah. And thank you for hosting this party. And then he goes uh, with the whatever pick Philadelphia selects and he just fucking brain farted. (laughs) And he, he had to go Philadelphia selects and he turns and he's like, who are we taking? And they're like, Claude Giroux. (laughs) So I'm sure that's a, a joke that's... In the... Speaking about people who are going to have a chip on their shoulder, it's going to be Harley Thomas. <clears throat> I mean, Thomas Harley. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like a like a, a real name of a comic book villain. <laughs> You're thinking of Harvey. Like Harvey Dent. Right, but there's Harvey Dent and Thomas Harley sounds like, like a bad guy in a comic book. Maybe to make up for the the small snafu. <clears throat> no, they'll make him a superhero. Yeah, they'll put out a comic book for his whole thing. Uh, first round snubs, as you were talking about, Arthur Kiliev. Kiliev went to L.A. with the thirty third pick. Uh, Bobby Brink, who was part of the USA development team, he got picked by Philly for, with our pick. Um, and they are all. Probably first-round talents. They were saying that this draft is very deep. But the Devils kept trading our picks back. It was I felt like Lou was our GM again. 
but what we 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 started with 10 picks right and by the end of the draft we ended up with 11 just a lot of late rounders yep again maybe maybe ray is just thinking these guys aren't going to be other than hughes these guys aren't going to be around for a while they're not going to be around for three or four years so so stockpile stockpile stockpile, and let them sit there until we have to offer them a contract and then they go Mm -hmm. so who won the draft it's a tough thing about what what everybody says out there um the kings they're saying took some great players well yeah but i mean the kings half first of all they they were just as awful as we were this year um they're also ridiculously old even if you don't count kovalchuk Mm -hmm. so they need they need to rebuild and what's sad is by the time these guys that they drafted are ready to play in the NHL. They're in full rebuild mode. Drew Doughty is already climbing over the hill and going back down. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're looking at a, oh, this is, this is cool. This is the king. How come there's nobody in the stands? Yep. Why are you have gray well, hair? No, L.A. will always have people. Uh, Carolina did a good job. But they're trading away their people. We'll get to that boat. They're... They got a first-round pick from Toronto for just taking Patrick Marlowe, who might not ever play for them. See, I don't. Or we'll get they're going to take Cara, they're going to take Patrick Marlowe and buy him out, and then he's going to just go back to Senate. California somewhere for nothing. Um, yeah, they opened up a lot of space. Obviously, the Devils did well. Um, Toronto did well by getting rid of Patrick Marlowe. You know they. Mm-hmm. They were able to open up some space. The problem is you offer Marner that money. There isn't much space for anything else. And they already, I think they already have two guys in the, in the yeah. pipe ready to Kasperi, go. Kasperi yeah. Kapanen and uh, Something Johansson. Jump. Yeah. So, yeah, the Maple Leafs traded a sixth-round pick. Sixth oh, round they acquired. They- sorry. They got a sixth-round pick. That's it. From Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for Patrick Marlowe, a conditional first-round pick next year, and a seventh-round pick next year. So essentially, they traded a guy that is probably never, Carolina, traded a guy that is probably never going to see the NHL for a first-round pick and a seventh-round pick. Good for them. They're going to need it. Uh, obviously, we know the Devils. They traded P.K. Subban Santini, to the Davies. Devils for Santini, who was always going to be a five-six-seven defenseman. He was not going to be. I mean, we had the hopes of drafting him in the second round that he would become a shutdown three-four defenseman, and he was going to be a five-six-seven. Um, Jeremy Davies, who I believe is going back to college, which means if he's going back to college and doesn't sign a contract, he could do the Will Bilcher, Come back to us, Jimmy VC sign with whoever he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like giving up our second-round pick this year. Neither did we. Never, but neither did I. from listening to Ray Shiro when he talked about, uh, what's his name, David Pohl? Pioli. Pioli. <laughs> it looks like Pohl, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he requested the second-round pick. Like he, That's what he wanted. Like that that specific one or yeah. just a second round? He wanted that thirty four pick. Which means I think he had that deal with Well, Pioli, like yeah. in the back of his and the whole damn weekend, or at least Friday night, 
all they kept doing. Oh, Peely's talking to Dubois. Oh, he's talking to Toronto. Oh, look, they're talking to Toronto. Next yep. thing you know, boom. But, you wake up Saturday morning, boom, Subban's a devil. Where'd that come from? But if you, while Ray explains it on 31 Thoughts, where he said, you know, like, I had talked to him on Friday, Nashville. He goes, I had talked to Nashville on Friday, and basically the blueprint was in place. He goes, I had to go back to the Hugh Weber and Josh Harris and basically sell them on it. He had to go and sell his guys on getting rid of him. And I think there were there were maybe maybe a little less than a handful and the Devils probably were Not, lo- lower on that scale. Like well, I, everybody had the Devils on that list because of our cap space. Right. Not because of like it's a great destination mm-hmm. for you. Much like the whole um, offer sheet stuff. Offer sheets are only going to happen with teams with cap space, so that your your pool is smaller. We're, the Devils are always going to be in that in that. Yep. You have cap space. Who are you going to give up? Like they're talking about um, uh, Vegas and trading Clarkson's dead money uh, back to us and something else and, and another guy just to you know because we have cap space and all that kind of stuff. But out of what like the four trades or whatever that they were really talking about, like we were probably fourth. On that yeah. list, and we were probably, and I, from what I understand and what I read, we were the only team that said no. We'll take all the money, and that's what Pioli really, at the end of the day, said. Poyle, that's his name, Poyle. Poyle, um, really came out and said that's the only deal we really could have done. We couldn't have kept any money. No, I mean this was not a hockey trade. It wasn't a one for one. It it wasn't a hockey trade. It was a salary dump. It was an economic business mm-hmm. trade. Uh, Vancouver trades for JT Miller. I don't know why. And gave him a nice fat freaking. Oh, did he? Oh, he him, had a contract. He had the right? fat one from from Tampa. Tampa. I mean, it's good for Tampa. They and open they up some space because they need it. Um, but especially since all those contracts are kicking in, uh, McDonough and Kucherov and whatnot. Uh, thing. The other thing we heard about Tampa. I didn't put it here on the list. Um, Callahan. Oh yeah, he's done. He's done. They said his degenerative back stuff is is shut him down, retired. Yep, that sucks. I mean, that's the same thing that pretty much ended Nathan Horton, and I don't know if it ended Clarkson's too. Probably. But you look at the style of players; they're very similar. Go to the front, bangers, you know, and shit happens. It shit happens. It sucks for him, and it sucks for Tampa because I believe he's over thirty-five. So they're stuck with that. So they're stuck with it. They have to pay his salary. Um, What else? The Blackhawks today, yesterday, Sunday, Monday, traded or acquired Calvin DeHaan and forward Aleski Sarella Sarella, for um, the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for goaltender Anton Forsberg and defenseman Gustav Forsling. This is Carolina got better. I mean, Carolina is going to lose one of their goalies. They're not going to be able to keep uh, Mrazek and Curtis McElhaney. So Anton Forsberg is their backup plan, and they just basically exchanged defensemen. I mean, Calvin DeHaan's a little bit better than Gustav Forsling. Gustav Forsling, if you look at his numbers, was fucking awful this year. But Are there any mountains in, in, in Chicago? <laughs> Are there any any rivers? Calvin to... DeHaan. 
Don Han And today we have Arizona traded with Colorado. Arizona receives Carl Soderberg, good kind of third line center that can move up and down. For defense, and Colorado gets defenseman Kevin Contuin and a third round pick, obviously, next year. Uh, I think this was just another Colorado saving money. I think Soderberg makes like three or four million dollars. Mm-hmm. So look for Colorado to be in the free agent hunt, or if not, the offer sheet hunt. I think <clears throat> I think a lot of um, people are saying that Colorado has like a lot of like like you were saying for like next season and beyond. We don't have that many forwards. The Colorado's in that spot right now, where like they have an open roster. They have their first line, <laughs> and they have to sign Miko Rantanen, which everybody's talking about signing. Offer sheeting, Marner. Well, Ratnin's a free uh, RFA. Um, I want to say DeBrusque is. There, there's a lot of really good RFAs. Brock Besser. Mm-hmm. But everyone's talking about Marner. So, William Carlson signed an eight-year deal worth eight point. I mean, uh, five point nine million per year. The deal was he'll get it done. I mean, I don't think he I th- can. I think it came out today that it was more or less. Yeah, I don't think you can officially sign it until July one. July one. <clears throat> but uh, do you know what that actual salary comes out to? No. Five point nine comes out to in Vegas. I believe it said it comes out to just about three point nine. Because of taxes. Oof. New Jersey, New York area, if you signed a $6 million contract, that contract basically comes out to $3 million. So. There you go. Uh, The signing, the Flyers signed defenseman Travis Sondheim for two years, 3.25, three and a quarter annually. Um Whatever, he was a good defenseman. He found his way. I wouldn't mind having him. Craig Berube signed today for three years. At this point in the next three years, does it really matter anymore? No, he's got a cup. He's got a cup ring. He will be forever etched in their history. In St. Louis lore. Much like Jacques is for us. Yep. And uh, why am I drawing blank? Um, Who was his middle cup winner? Oh, last one uh, in 2003. Pat Burns. Pat Burns. Yep. Same kind of situation. So, rumor news. Rumor alert. Rumor. rumor. Spy report. <laughs> um, the Carolina Hurricanes offered Sebastian Ajo an eight-year, $6 million, and he pretty much said no. He is also an RFA, RFA. where people are not talking too much about offer sheeting him. You text me and said, would you offer sheet him? We don't really need a center. If we, right, if, we that, dump, that's, if we if we dump Zajac, sure. But, yeah, if we dump Zajac, but, but right who's now. the third line center? You're going to put Nico at third line or Hughes? Sure, exactly. Whoever fits. If it fits, he plays. He's. I would say Aho is looking for. I'm hoping not anywhere near double digits. I would say between eight and a half and ten, somewhere in that range. Is he worth we, it? Yeah, he's worth it. He's worth eight and a half. When you turn around and you're going to see a guy like Matt Duchesne is going to get like ten and a half fucking million dollars from Nashville, and Matt Duchesne 
other than when he was in Ottawa, pretty much had a lineup to play with. Who else just signed a fucking huge deal? Where you're like, really? This guy's getting that much money? I mean, put it this way. Would you rather have Sebastian Ajo or Kyle Palmieri? I guess Palmieri. Okay. Well, I would take Ajo. And what they're offering Ajo is half a million dollars more than what Palmieri's making. So, there you go. Maybe Ajo goes to um, Colorado. Maybe. They they do need a second-line center. Uh, Brooks Orpit retired. He had a good career. A couple of cups for him. Good for him. I'm sure that he'll have a couple of beers up back in Massachusetts, and then he'll end up being on some team's scouting, pro scouting. Uh, Gary in, had <laughs> rule changes, and we're, we're not trying to change the game completely. You gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta warn me before you do your Batman. <laughs> Gets me every time. So what we're gonna talk about is we're going to do unlimited coaches challenges because we want to get the calls right. Unlimited edition. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first challenge you can go as becomes, as you can. becomes uh, a minor penalty. We're not going to do the timeouts anymore. And if you continue to, to challenge, it's going to be a double minor and whatnot. Minor. Minor. <laughs> go ahead. I don't know what third goal challenge added for coaches. No idea. All right. Uh, once a player's helmet comes off, you know, in in the subject of safety, <laughs> he must leave the ice or retrieve his helmet and put it back on. Failure results in a penalty. Any player that takes another player's helmet off will receive a roughing penalty. So you're going to see like a scrum in the corner. And someone's going to, like, mush the guy from behind, yeah. and his helmet's going to come off. That guy's going to get a penalty, and the other guy's going to get a penalty if he doesn't put his fucking helmet back on. Yeah, and you, you, you got somebody pinned against the boards with your fucking knee between his legs, and he can't move, and he's trying to reach for his helmet, and he can't do it. So somebody from behind is going to pick it up and put it on his head? Yeah, these are, these are, these are college things. This, is, this was a rule in college hockey, and... Pretty much every other hockey that's not professional. You play in a men's league and your helmet comes off. They either want you to put it back on or get off, or get off the ice. Referees can review a video. If a match penalty or a major penalty is called as a high stick review or an elbow or, or anything. Because we want to get the calls right. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. Because it, it happens at least. I would say it happens at least. Once or twice a year to every team in the league mm-hmm. where Rob and I are tying up. He's on one team. I'm on the other. We're tied up. And another player on my team comes in to like lift his stick mm-hmm. and hits me in the face. <laughs> right. And then I do my, you know, yeah. back into the left head jab and he, you get a penalty right. for your stick. For, so, for your teammate hitting, yeah, it's. I just, I just hope it doesn't slow the game. That everything is going to be fucking reviewed. They, they should just really have a guy 
whose whole job is to watch the game. Hit, hit a button, the buzzer goes off. All right, and review yeah. and challenge it. Because there's, there's enough time in between. Some, Whistles and whatnot yeah. where you can be like, hold on. I, and and let's look at the other part too. Um, the coaches that are in the league, right? How would you generally describe them? Are they more old school? They... <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm... not a lie. <laughs> I'm not making a racist comment here. Mike Greer's black. He's a coach. <laughs> I'm trying to plow through this. If you. Are they old school? Are they new school? Are they, well, let me abuse the rules. You know, like, I, if it's one of those, if it's a coach that goes, hockey is meant to be played as hockey, is he going to utilize this? I don't think you, other than, like, maybe Babcock, Tortorella. Everybody's, like, new-ish. And maybe Housley up in Buffalo no, just because he's, he's older. He's not Housley anymore. He's an he's oh, assistant. Uh, Boudreaux. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Winnipeg guy, Maurice. Maurice. Other, other, maybe Brendan Moore. You know, even though he's a newer coach, these are the old school guys that are probably going to be the ones that. Come on, pick your fucking pants up. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Fucking, or they're going to be the guys that are the fucking connivers that figure out a way to use this system. In there, be you know, like look, we have the best penalty kill. I'm going to fucking challenge this call, even though I know we're not going to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to challenge this call. I'll kill off a four-minute penalty because our penalty kill. But at the same time, I'm also giving my guys a, breath, a, a breather. A rest, yeah. There's other rules, too. Like, if the defensive team pushes off the net on purpose, the they can't change. Right. Um, and the offensive team gets to pick which side. That they want to have they the want to do the face off mm-hmm. I think it's the same on power plays now too where if you're given a power play you can decide which face off dot dot in the offensive zone you want I guess that works out like for us it would work out now to take the face off on the right side because you're gonna want to win it either back to the near side D or, or to the left or to the left so that Subban can take the one timer works if if our coaches are smart enough to realize that <laughs> I hope so cuz <laughs> this fucking boob on a podcast right now knows that <sighs> it's an it's an interesting time for hockey for the simple fact of the draft for us specifically was great it was happy it was a great time I. How about all the people that showed up to the fucking? Can I? Can we bitch about the draft that? party? Couldn't they fucking do it on the inside? They might have something going on. But hey, you filled Championship Plaza with tons of people. The funny thing is, is that Hughes said I think it was in the interview yesterday. He's like, somebody better give uh, that guy who had Hughes forty three a rebate because somehow <laughs> we're in that number. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, for us, it was great for the simple fact of we got the number one pick. Now, when he actually got drafted and you saw that happiness, was it the fact that he's going to the New Jersey Devils and this thing finally transpired the way it was supposed to, or was it the fact of I've waited all my 18 years to hear my name drafted in the NHL? I mean, I, I guess you could look at it. It's probably a little bit of both. I mean, Shiro and his dad 
I think his name is Jim. Mm-hmm. They they have a history together. Um, I'm sure that that helped in the situation where Jim, you know, where where do they live? Don't they live in like Florida? Uh, the Hughes. Yeah. Okay. Well, now he's going to feel a little safer knowing that his kid is going to be looked after. Yeah. And when I say kid, he's a fucking kid. He's 18 years old. He just turned 18, yeah. I would not be surprised if he lives with... Part of me wants to say Andy Green Green, or Zajac. Zajac, yeah. The veterans on our team. Coleman. The other part of me wants to say they're going to put him with Hall. Two former first-round picks. This is how I dealt with it. This is how you shouldn't deal with it. Right. I mean, I, I don't know where Nico lived. I think Nico lived in, like, the same building and shit as Hall. Well, uh, out in Hoboken? In Jer- no, he lives in, in downtown Jersey, Jersey, Jersey City. City. But that's that's also a question they asked on uh, the NHL Network. Jackie Redman, I love you. Um, they asked her, where do you think Subban lives? I made a good comment on Twitter. I said, "Dude, there's a house out in fucking Alpine that works. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been it's been unoccupied since 2013, 14, right? So <laughs> no, nah, I think he's gonna want to live with Miss Vaughn. Miss <laughs> Vaughn. And, uh, we get the Devils fans get to see Lindsey Vaughn for the next three years in a box somewhere. Yeah, I remember in 2012 when we played the Kings. I remember seeing. Jared Stahl was dating. Who's the fucking NFL reporter? The blonde one, the pretty one. Bonnie Bernstein? No. Why am I going blank? Mm. She got photographed naked in like a hotel room and sued yeah, them. Yeah, Bonnie Bernstein. Oh, no. Yeah. no um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I forget the name, but yeah. But like I remember seeing her on the, mm-hmm. you know. Concourse and On such. the concourse, and I was like, damn. <laughs> Trade for those rights? No, hers, not his. <laughs> but excitement-wise... We've said it from the beginning. We'll, we'll be the podcast, the hockey podcasters. You have the numbers one and two pick in the draft this year. You have you're helping a rivalry already. If this yep. if this was the Devils and the Maple Leafs, you wouldn't give a shit. If it was the Devils and the Panthers, you wouldn't give a shit. If it was the Devils Islanders, you really wouldn't give a shit. Okay. Yeah, I mean there'd be some sparks in that fire, but, but it wouldn't be anywhere near as right. as. Devils flammable right. as this is going to be between which the Devils are, and the which Rangers. Which already is from a fan standpoint. Yeah. If if it was Islanders Rangers or Devils Rangers, that works. If it was Flyers Penguins, that works. Yeah. It's going to make this area hockey very good. It's going to make MSNBC doing Wednesday night rivalries. If we even have a Wednesday night uh, game, I believe we have one again this year. One Wednesday night game. We and I know we have one hockey night in Canada game. Okay. Because you know what? We sucked last year. Fine. It doesn't matter. You have to you have to look at the fact. Yeah. You know what? We sucked last year. But the year before, we made it to the playoffs, yeah. and we had the reigning MVP. And you still shut us out. And you still fucking shut us out. Now, is that the fan in you? <laughs> no, it, it's just as you don't, you don't if want- I'm Ray Shiro, and I'm trying to branch my team out, into sell your team to free agents no no not only that but to branch my team out for devil fans that don't live in the the tri-state area this sucks because you know what there's probably going to be people in nashville the hughes family and fucking i'm sure they're going to be loaded enough to get the nhl package but like 
people in Nashville that want to watch PK or people in Florida that want to watch Hughes or people, you know, if we fucking sign Marner or, or mm-hmm. you know, people in Toronto, want people are going to want to watch their guys. Yes. And we're not on. And we haven't been there except for when the NHL went on Fox in like 94, 95. And again, that's because glow of puck. the what? Because of the glow puck? Yeah. Because of the rivalry between us and the Rangers. And we were starting to be good and the Rangers were good because of that rivalry in 94, 95. We were on fucking Fox all the time. And then even when we were good in the late 90s through the early 2000s, we would be on ESPN every once in a while. We would, you know, but everything gets blacked out here. So it doesn't really matter for us. But it just like if I'm if I'm Ray, I'm going to the NHL like what the hell? What do we have to do to get on regular fucking TV? I mean, another podcast also said, too, they were talking to the NHL going, hey, you know, now that the first and second pick have been done, why don't you put a another um, stadium series thing out in Giant Stadium over here? Would never happen in Giant Stadium. <clears throat> why? Because the New Jersey Sports Exposition, mm-hmm. I think it is, hates the Devils. Oh. Always has. And I'm sure it's not gotten any better with us leaving. And do you really want to drive in at fucking New Year's Eve or New Year's Day into that area with that stupid mall that's not done? Oh, oh let's let, let's just put it this way, okay? Because I'll tell you what, driving to WrestleMania was a bitch just to get in there. I did my outdoor series game. Good. <coughs> it you depends can, where can, it is. You can have my ticket. for If it's a January 1st game, you can have my ticket. If it's a stadium series game with the sun glare in February where it's like high noon and it's right in your eye, you can have my ticket. It, dep- <laughs> it would depend where it is. Yeah. Because there aren't many iconic places. You have to do it in Jersey this time because you, you did. Well, you can't. If it's the Rangers, it has to be a Devil's home game. Yeah. Well, because the Rangers are not allowed to play a regular season home game. Anywhere but Madison Square Garden or they break their lease. They're contractually obligated to do that? Wow. That's why when they did the stadium series the last time, the Devils were the home team and the Islanders were the home team. Wow, I did not know that. Food, food for thought, the more but you know. Where I mean, I, I can't think of another area. Rutgers. <laughs> no. No, there really isn't. You'd, you'd literally have to make a rink somewhere and put stands in and everything else. Yeah, there really isn't a place... Red Bull Stadium, maybe, but that only holds what, like, eighteen thousand at best. Yeah, it's not a. Yeah, we don't have the we don't have the huge colleges. The only big stadium we have is Giant Stadium. Princeton does Princeton have a nice football stadium? That's Rutgers. That's uh, maybe. I mean, but. Princeton. Princeton has one of the best college rinks, the Hobie Baker rink. That rink is awesome, but man. It's tough. Maybe that's why it hasn't been done because it's like it's not like you can go into New York or Albany somewhere like New York State or what have you. It, it would probably be Yankee Stadium again. I'm out. I'm good. I'm good. I did. I did it once. It was cold. My feet were frozen. I think they're still defrosting. I was, I was annihilated. Yeah, you told me about that. You told me about that. Gary just <laughs> wanted Dave to be drunk. <laughs> Because you start, you push the game back an hour and a half. Because of fucking sunglasses. And and I stood in the parking lot more and drank whiskey straight out of the bottle. Wow. Look at you. 
you lush. Yeah. And then you know those like baby pouches that you put al- applesauce in? <laughs> yeah. That are all plastic? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? They don't show up on fucking... Wow. They don't show up on detectors? On detectors. Mm. So I had a couple of those tucked away. And when they pat you down, it just makes me feel like I'm chubby. <laughs> er. Can we so t- we were just getting annihilated. Uh, oh, off of quote air quote applesauce packets. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some wrestling, huh? Do we have to? Well, <clears throat> it's not like we have news. <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, so I mean, if you're one of the 17 people that <laughs> watched Stomping Ground or the 3,000 that actually paid money to go see it, that, that you got. It was. That they said long. it was between between three and five thousand people were there, and that that picture circulating where they had to tarp off, tarp off a whole top section of an arena, and they were giving away tickets. I read at a mall during the day, and they were giving deals like two for one. Another reason why you can't you can't have a pay per view a month, and this one was two. And from what, I don't know if it was Jericho or Bubba Dudley or one of them, said, like, why am I watching this? Like, why am I watching this when most of the matches are the same matches you did two weeks ago in the super, and I use air quotes there, super show? Why would I watch this again? Why am I going to watch Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin with nothing new, no new stipulation, no gimmick match, no nothing? The way that that arena looked is the way that, and I'm sorry to say it, that TNA looks, right? They're trying to rebrand. They're doing it smaller. It works. It's more cozy. So you get that pop that's in there. Why? Why, it, it why looks would like you WCW. settle? Why would you settle for something so bad? Well, what are they going to do? They already had the pay-per-view. You know, what are they going to back out? I mean, card-wise. Yeah. Nothing fan. on that mat other than Ricochet, and I think we said it last week. Ricochet won a belt. Ricochet and Samoa Joe, other than, eh. Um, apparently all the smarks out there started chirping at Rollins. Rollins fought back on Twitter saying it was, you know, all these guys are busting their ass and they're doing all these great things and it was a great pay-per-view and these matches and, and this, that, and the other thing, essentially toting the company line. Well, he's the poster boy now, so, I mean, he has to. The problem with with him coming out and pulling the, the company line is when somebody like The Rock, Austin, Cena, who are company guys, but if they turn around and be like, oh, man, I never had to fucking wrestle a match in front of three, that's where it's like you're, you're basically just insulting me yeah. for towing the co- company line. It's a sad state of affairs, and especially with the next point that we can start talking about. Apparently, there's going to be no TV timeouts, or there aren't going. There isn't going to be wrestling when TV goes to commercial. Which I had an idea. The last couple, either SmackDowns or Raws that I've watched, when they go to commercial, they do a split screen, right? On SmackDown, yeah. They have the one thing, and they're wrestling. You can see it. You don't hear commentators, obviously, and you have the commercial playing on another screen. What's the problem with that? Apparently. Apparently. Um. When they go jump to Fox, Fox doesn't want to do that. The split screen? Doesn't want to do that because it's kind of taking away from the advertisers if it's not the full screen. Okay. 
So it makes sense to me. But they also want the WWE to make it more sports-like in the sense that a football game, I mean, it doesn't really make sense because football, there's such long breaks in between the plays that you can throw in a commercial. Basketball, a timeout that's supposed to be, what, 20 seconds lasts like three minutes in fucking basketball. Yep. Hockey, there's scheduled timeouts at certain times of the game. I don't get how you're going to do it in wrestling in the sense that, like, all right, we're in the middle of a match, and... You you have, what the match is either going to end now or they're going to have somebody at a table. They have to put the wrestling table or whatever or somebody that's sitting around the ring where the referee's got to look at, at a person or whatever, and somebody's going to either like tap their wrist, and and you have all, to, all the refs have the earpieces. You have to you have to legitimately script every match saying we're going into our five minute here at five ten rest you, hold you throw him out of the ring and you flaunt you taunt you do whatever and when they come back to wrestling you get back in this is going to be so terribly yep. choreographed well, i don't get like if you want to make it more sports like like we said last week do a standing system every fucking sport has a standing systems wins loss points Something that people want to go on Fox Sports and go, oh, what's this? You know, who has the most wins in wrestling right now or per match on TV or whatever? But, like, it's just. I I don't get why Vince would even try to fathom doing this when he's been doing it a certain way for 50 years. It's going to be hard for him to to change his ways to make the product do this. It's just going to be a bunch. It and if you're watching in the crowd, you're going to know. Oh, TV timeout. No, oh, it's a TV timeout. There's a rest hold. I mean, what do they? I mean, typically, what do they do now? If you're going to a TV commercial break, oh, they you know they're they're putting them in, in an arm bar. They're they're you know grappling grappling on the on the mat and they're just holding you know holding the thing for like two minutes and then they start wrestling again. Okay. Or you're gonna, or you're gonna see a lot of people being thrown out of the ring and taunting. Or you're gonna see a lot of what, six minute matches, where it's gonna be they're gonna show a backstage segment and we're gonna go, okay, we're in the ring now with the mom Becky Lynch and and you know, Tanya whoever. I'm just why, making up a name. Why, why did he pick Fox? I'll give you millions of reasons why. And it gets onto regular TV. Well, the USA Network's on regular TV. It's on cable. Well, what about people who don't have cable? Yeah, but Fox, is it going to be on Fox or Fox Sports? It's going to be on Fox. Oh, so I'm going to tune in Channel 5, and I'm going to see Rosanna Scotto doing the 5 o'clock news, and then when 7, around, 7 o'clock hits around, oh, look, there's wrestling. That's what the rumor they is. They better not fucking take Mike Gotham away or whatever TV shows I watch. Well, it's going to be Tuesday night. Oh, so. Tuesday. Okay, I don't think I have any Tuesdays on Fox. Okay, good. Oh man, we don't get to see Celebrity Top Chef. <laughs> well, fucking no, because it's gonna be. If you're looking for Celebrity Top Chef, please tune in to FS1. Check your cable listings for. Please turn into F. What is it? FXM. <laughs> yeah, but FX where they put FX. The, that's where, that's where they should put wrestling. Wrestling. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Um. So via a Twitter account that uh, the show follows, SLTD Wrestling, uh, there is an unpopular opinion, according to them, that uh, Impact Wrestling's knockout division far 
far uh, exceeds what the WWE women's division is. I don't watch enough TNA to uh, I think comment on it. Impact, TNA, whatever you want to call it. They have the storylines. They have people like Tessa Blanchard, which obviously is Blanchard's kid. They have... Um, they have enough. Enough people to carry a storyline. Like, the way I look at it is... They put out the matches almost like how you're thinking that AEW is going to kind of put out matches, right? They have a small thing. Here's your storylines. They're starting to do intergender matches and all that kind of shit. They actually had Disco Inferno <laughs> fighting um, a, a, a chick who actually got her release recently. And she, like, beat the shit out of him. Like, it, it was to a point where, like, you look at it and go, okay, it's wrestling. And you don't say, hey, that's abuse. You know, like. Well, WWE can't do that anymore. They can't do. I think from a talent perspective, the WWE has more talent. You have more talented wrestlers. I think Impact Wrestling's um, scripting of matches is better. Which, at this point, I think you and I can script our podcast better than what the WWE product can script in general. And it still be entertaining enough because people still download. (coughs) Sans your three at a time. Um, I just think when you look at the WWE female wrestlers, you have Becky Lynch. She's a good female mm-hmm. wrestler. Charlotte's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh huh. Keep going. <laughs> Nikki Cross is good. Sasha Banks <clears throat> barely could be. Ba- I mean, Sasha Banks could be good if she didn't get hurt all the time. Bailey is good. Uh, that Nikki Cross, the Ruby, like they do. The problem is they don't have enough airtime to show these women off, talent-wise. You not don't yeah, show them. Yes, no, you like don't. Like as, as hot as Alexis Bliss is, and she's she. If she was in the late '90s, early 2000s, she would have been up there with Lita and Trish mm-hmm. Stratus. But as far as what Becky Lynch can do, what yeah. Bailey, she's not. On plus, par. Plus two now with the concussion, the fact that she has, if she was at that level, she had to tone it down because you can't yeah. risk another. They're not putting her through a table. <clears throat> no. We would, but. Um, uh, I'd no. give her some wood. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I think until the WWE product gets better and everybody stops complaining about the WWE product, segments like these are, are going to end up better. And the other part, too, is that I think from a crowd perspective, in all honesty, the crowd needs to get the hell out of um, controlling matches, thinking that you're sitting in the stands and you're th- in your head you're going, I'm paying these 50 bucks to sit up here because I'm going to control what the people around me do, and we're going to chant these chants at this time, and we're yeah, going to... Yeah, but that's, that's fine. Because if you think about it, that's what made... What? What? That was organic, in my opinion. Now it's more of like the fan wants to control the show. And I keep going yeah. back to it. Every That fucking Raw after WrestleMania with the Fandango shit. It was funny. And now you look back on it and it goes, that's what started this shit. 
But that's it, it. It's what needs to be because if the fans never got involved with it, like Daniel Bryan would, would be somewhere yes, else. I, you know, like it's. I get all that, but like, all right, you're you're having a, a moment, right, with with Rollins and 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 doing all this kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden the crowd starts chanting AEW, or or if they start chanting uh, CM Punk. Like I'm the, fine with that. You pay your you pay your price. It's just like the guy who yells shoot on the fucking power floor. <laughs> you pay your money. You sound like an asshole. You have to know you sound like an asshole. So if you want to do it, it's just like back when someone would go through a table in WWE and they would chant ECW. It's the same thing. Uh, to my ears, it just comes off as different. Like that was more organic. Now it's more I want to control the show. Fuck Vince. But speaking of trying to fuck Vince. <clears throat> hey, Triple H, terrorizing. <laughs> and when the hell was Vince McMahon ever on World Championship Wrestling? I don't get it. it was, is that a... Um, that looks like a fucking... Is that a Photoshop? I yeah, don't understand. So, like I, so I found this article on Uproxx, um, jobbing opportunities. Uh, I'll look back at some of, the mo- uh, of WCW's most memorable jobbers who then apparently became superstars in the yeah. WWE. Um, and it's just funny. You can, um, I'll put the link actually so you can see these things in the uh, in the show prep thing on the uh, HSSK pod website. Um, so before Triple H was, Triple H, before Triple H was Jean-Paul Levesque. He was terrorizing. <laughs> and he looks like a blonde, he looks like a surfer, Triple H. <laughs> He looks like all right. I know we've had this conversation already. In pro, in the in the Nintendo game Pro Wrestling, okay, the eight bit version, there was a guy named King Slender. He was like the Hulk Hogan of the game, right? He looks yeah. like King Slender. Bleach blonde hair, muscles, with the name of Terrorizing. Brian Armstrong with, <laughs> with Jerry Curl. With Jerry he looks like hair. he's got some soul glow. <laughs> Also known as Road Dog, by the way. Kip Montana. Now, I haven't seen this yet, so I, I, I'm just seeing these names and pictures and trying to figure out who they are. He looks like Lex Luger in that picture. He's got a horrible mullet, <laughs> Billy Gunn. <laughs> He's also ridiculously skinny. Yeah. Compared to... There, there's there's some resemblance of Pex. Man, that was bad. That's a That was probably a bad arena shot. But Bruiser, what? oh, that's Kane. <laughs> Bruiser Mastino. Yeah, that's Kane. That, With blonde hair, a mullet. That looks like Isaac Yankum, DDS. He lo- it looks like James Corden, really tall. Next one we have is Robbie V. Oh, Rob Van Dam. <laughs> so you got like an Under Armour sweatshirt on? Looks like it. Looks like it. Now this guy, okay, Terry Richards. I didn't. I didn't get this guy at all. Who does he look like? Rhino? Yeah. Wow. Good job. Yeah. I, I, I even if I like man, in my mind I can put that goatee and beard, I still can't see the, it. The Richards threw me off. I thought it was uh Stevie Richards Stevie at Richard. first, but no. Yeah, you could see Rhino, he looks like a mm. Rhino, Kevin Owens before he was Kevin Owens. AJ Styles, yeah. He looked that's how he looked when he went to TNA when, when TNA he, when first, he first started. started at TNA, that's how he looked, yeah. But was, you know, he was in a tag. What was the name of the ta- that tag team? Um, 
Ah, I'm trying to look. I'm trying. Air Raid. All right, that's that's a decent name for a tag team if they're high flyers, all that kind of stuff. They probably get squashed a lot in the WWE. Yeah, what was what was uh, their their Sunday Night Heat? Didn't they have? I don't know if it was Heat. It, it was WCW Saturday Night. Yeah, so that's where AJ was wrestling a lot. And I don't know who this chick is. Miko, Miko Sanamura. I was thinking maybe that's Ashka, but no, Ashka's like young. Oh, whatever. Dave Heath. Yeah, this one. Alex Glacier, yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Is it? No, it's not. Kangrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How could I you? knew the name. I knew the name. I didn't give myself some time. Wow. To go from a guy looking like Dave Heath, where he could have been like the third nasty boy. Yeah, he looks like one of the Knox brothers. Or, or the initial picture when he was in NWA, he looks like um, Bobby. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, shit, I, for, I forget his name. He was a he was a Jim Cornette guy. Uh, Eaton, he, yeah, Bobby Eaton. Did you pulling up names like that out of your hat? Good Damon, job. yeah, Damon Stryker. Edge, yeah, that's an easy one because he looks exactly the same. That must have been right before. <laughs> you look at right the before old... Gangrel, <laughs> before the greatest entrance of a faction ever <laughs> it is. i can i can agree with the theme music which was pretty fucking sweet the coming up with the fire through yeah, the rain and the goblets and all that shit ah, drinking the, the red kool-aid oh thank god that's over well can't do anything now about that now can you bruiser how did Steena. how did he wrestle with earrings in his ear and not get them ripped out how did he not get like accidentally punched in the face and Bite his own lip. Well, aren't those Gangrel? Like, aren't those no, like, no. I'm pretty sure those are all real. <laughs> there weren't caps. Because after he got fired, he went on to become the vampire, like on indie circuits. Oh, well, let's do this. <laughs> R. If it oh. says R. Gangrel's teeth and it says real right away, fucking Google's listening to us. <laughs> Art Gangrel's teeth. I probably spelled it wrong. Real. Ten wrestlers who altered their body for gimmicks. Oh, snap. Oh, stay tuned next week. For wow. Next week we'll talk. Well, will free agency be? Yeah. Yeah. July 1st next week. So It'll be. Yeah. So next week is our, our free. We'll have to come up with our a, free agency frenzy. <laughs> If if that ends up being our title, I quit. <laughs> we'll come up with something entertaining, I think, as we always do. Do Do you want to do a free agent orgy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to. Well, you have to. That tune. sounds like a porno in some place. Hey, tune in next week. <laughs> waka waka. Oof, right? Are you into hockey? Do you want to hang out with intimate groups of people and talk about? Hockey. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Another great entrance. The purple uh, helmet coming out of the bushes. Sean <laughs> <laughs> Morley. Oh, glory days. Look. September. Can Everybody says, oh, I can't wait for October. I can't wait for September. I can't. I can't fucking wait till tomorrow 
when restricted free agency, when, when the legal illegal tampering can happen. So yeah. you start getting rumors, and then I can't the courtships. F- and I can't wait. Yeah, because you can't talk money, and I then I can't wait for July first, and after that I can have my hockey gasm, and by the time September rolls around, I'll be ready. Yeah, that that that's what I look forward to because I want to hear our name and rumors. It's been so long. It's just different without having Lou. It is. Even the Islanders. They're like, oh, they may be in on Panarin. Like, when the fuck did that happen? Like, because, not because he's a Panarin. And Bobrovsky. Because of the fact that the names got out there. It's like, Lou's like close to the vest. What happened? Did his kid fucking have one too many shots of whiskey and let that shit out on Twitter somewhere? Uh, uh, again, it's just like we said. They look at cap space and they look at what the team needs. And Excuse me, Lou. Are you, look after, are you looking to get Panarin? Don't worry about my cap. <laughs> Best line ever. And then you can do those stupid GIF emojis with like a little hat dropping down on Lou's head, much like the sunglasses on Ray's eyes. HSSKpod.com. Facebook and Twitter. Like us, follow us, do what you need to, interact with us. You can download our podcast on Player FM, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, the internet in general. Uh, hockey season is legitimately coming to an end. We have another good week of hockey talk before. Other things occur. Keep you in the loop for that. Um, hey, 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 Dave. Toodles. <laughs>